Hey y'all, I'm Brooke Hoover, a Louisiana native, actor, writer, and comedian. I've lost 100 pounds through diet and exercise, or shall I say, lifestyle changes. My 20 year and counting health journey has taught me that just like taking a diet pill for weight loss, body positivity doesn't magically happen overnight. I'm working on regaining my self-esteem and rekindling my love affair with Cajun and Southern comfort food in a healthier way, all the while juggling eating as clean as I can, reestablishing myself in the entertainment industry, which, as we know, is historically fat-phobic, all the while showing my inner fat girl some love. That's fat with a PH. Pretty hot and tempting. Let me tell y'all a tale or two. I have to start off this episode with a little singing. Blue jean baby, L.A. lady, like L.A. like Louisiana, seamstress for the band, dun, dun, dun. hold me closer, fatty dancer, count the headlights on the bayou. I don't know what I'm doing, y'all. I do know this. We got to talk about growing up as a fatty dancer. So I think it's a thing all over the place. It's definitely a big thing in South Louisiana. If you are a little girl, your mama gets you into dance class as soon as you can walk. And you usually have like two teachers and you call them Miss, like Miss Trish and Miss Janine, for example. I had Miss Nanette. So Miss Nanette was wonderful. I love this lady. She was my dance teacher when I started hitting that fatty prepubescent age. I was about 10 or 11. And I really loved her because she believed in me. I may have been super round with skinny legs, but I could jete, I could pirouette with the best of them. Now, the thing with dance class, I felt very exposed, right? Because it was very strict. We had to wear leotards and a bun. I couldn't hide behind my hair like I usually always do. We had to slick our hair back because Miss Nanette told us that one time one of her dancers was doing a pirouette turn and the hair sliced her eyeball open. I don't know if that's true. I think it was mainly so we would wear a bun. And again, the leotards were like black, you know, with pink tights. It was no cute flash dance, 80s off the shoulder sweatshirt and leg warmer like I really wanted to wear. So you're basically stripped naked in a sense. You're in these uniforms, if you will. They're actually cute. I mean, they're cute if you're like a size zero and you're staring at yourself in the mirror. But I also remember never feeling more free than I did when I was in dance class. And one year, I remember a costume, we were electric eels, and we had to wear unitards. Now, remember, it's the early 90s, late 80s is just kind of like venting off early 90s. They were all black with like these bright pops of color, shiny black at that. And most of the girls were tall and skinny, and they looked like electric eels. I just looked like a round Rubik's cube, kind of. But I just really remember how Miss Nanette would look at me in class. It wasn't pity, like, oh, look at that fatty dancer turning turns. No, it was like, 
I believe in this girl. I believe in this girl and she's doing it. And she would push me like in a good way. I loved it. I really love when people push me, especially teachers. Maybe that's masochistic of me, but I love it. And so I became really close with Miss Nanette, as did many of her dancers. And one year she invited us over to a pool party at her house. And there were these two guys, one of them was her son and his friend, and they also did dance. And that's just so funny. I remember their names, Andre and Hunter. Why do I remember their names? I didn't really even know them that well. But I was on the diving board and I was fixing to do a dive because another thing is besides dance, swimming, water is where I always felt free. I didn't, I felt weight, weightless, you know what I mean? Weightless in the water and weightless on the dance floor. So I'm on the diving board fixing to do a dive and all of a sudden Andre and Hunter call out, hey, hey, are you Chad's girlfriend? And Chad was another guy whose sister I later learned also took dance at, at the dance school with Miss Nanette. And there was this guy named Chad. He was new to my school. And maybe he did like have a little crush on me, but I think he was more just like friendly. And how did they know this? And I felt so embarrassed. Like, who am I, this round, fat girl on a diving board in a swimsuit with a boyfriend? Who do I think I am? How dare I have fun at dance class, have fun at a pool party, and have a boyfriend? I don't deserve this. So I stopped dancing at Miss Nanette's just as I was in my prime, in my 12-year-old prime, I stopped dancing at Miss Nanette's and I went to another dance school, Miss Gwynn. That was her name, Miss Gwynn. And I got really demoted. My dancing suffered and I was with girls like four or five years younger than me. And I felt like, oh, this is because I suck. This is because I'm fat. It's really when I started letting the weight weigh me down, pun intended. And on top of the weight, I also have issues with, and I still have issues with this, my right foot is severely flat. It's a bad fallen arch. And the kids in Miss Gwynn's class used to make fun of me. They would be like, oh, it looks like a dead chicken foot. And I remember one time I was trying to do a grand plie and you need to go all the way down and your legs, you know, your feet, your arches are holding you up. And Miss Gwynn comes over and she's holding my feet while I'm trying to go down into a grand plie and my foot is giving in because my foot has been so used to falling and all these girls are just watching me. They're laughing, snickering, whispering dead chicken foot. So on top of being a fatty dancer, I also have a dead chicken foot. But aside from all that, I really just wanted to perform. I I think sometimes, oh, do I just like to make my life more difficult? Perhaps so. Do I like this difficulty, like even as a teenager, even as a young kid? Maybe, but I think honestly, it's all worth it if I can entertain and perform. And this was when I was really hell-bent on being a chorus dancer on Broadway. Yes, we should go back to that. This was also back in the day when chorus girls on Broadway were not plus size at all. But I still was very stubborn and wanted to be on 
on Broadway as a chorus dancer. So I kept dancing. I kept dancing. And I thought this little school in Baton Rouge, Louisiana is going to get me places, boy. Then dance recital time came up and it was time for costumes. And there were no electric eels, but there was one costume. I brought home the brochure and my mom's looking at the costume Miss Gwen wanted us to wear. And it had to show the dreaded midriff. And, you know, I'm not even having a midriff. I'm just having what I call second boob fat. We will talk about second boob fat on many more episodes, my friends. But my mom calls Miss Gwen up and she's like, hey, can we kind of modify the costumes? Uh, My daughter really should not be wearing this. And I get where mama was coming from. And I also didn't do mama's voice. I should have impersonated mama, but this was a serious moment. This was a serious moment, y'all, so I'm not going to impersonate mama. And Miss Gwen was basically like, no, we can't, but we can make Brooke's costume slightly different. And mama was like, no, no, that'd be even worse. So I remember I had to wear an adult size costume so I could pull the top down and the bottoms up. Therefore, I wouldn't be showing my midriff. And the funny thing is, is I still have this costume. And one of my good friends, Amy, wore it in a web series we did. So the pageant palm mom. So the costume is basically like this little hot pink halter top. Of course, it's like the spandex blend, poly blend with a, a lime green biking shorts and a little skirt that matches the halter top over it. It actually looked really good on Amy. It did not look really good on me. And I know that sounds so against all the body positivity I try to incorporate into my life that I try to exude, but I'm going to be honest, it didn't look good on me because I didn't feel good in it. It felt like everything was working against me. I did not own this costume at all, and I had a dance in it. And that's the thing. When you're a dancer, you have to own the costume. You have to make it work for you mentally and physically, and it just really didn't. But I still didn't give up dance. I I lost a lot of hope uh, because I felt like my overweightness, one of my, my fatness, my body was controlling one of my passions. And that's utterly ridiculous. Like nowadays, I would tell a young girl who is overweight, I would say, yo, who cares? You love to dance, you go dance. And you're not dancing because it's good cardio and you want to try to lose weight. And yes, it is good cardio. No, you're dancing because you freaking love it. And that is what you need to do. So this story or this tale or this randomness from my brain does have a bit of a happy ending. At least I think it's happy. So in college, again, when I went to college, nobody, at least nobody in the theater department, nobody my age in the theater department, let's put it that way, made fun of me for being overweight. I just danced. I kept up tap. I did ballet and I did African dance. African dance was my jam because our teacher, Cheryl, I love Cheryl. And actually Cheryl and I have the same birthday, July 28th, which I will always remember because not many people have that birthday aside from Sally Struthers and Jackie O. But Cheryl said, it's not about the shape your body makes. It's about getting from point A to point B and that movement. And that was really freeing to me, especially because at the time, 
I was about 250 pounds, and I couldn't make certain shapes. I couldn't be that Suprema Ballerina chorus girl like I'd wanted to because I had stopped training my body and my mind to believe I could. So African dance is where I just felt really free. And one day I had a theater review with uh, two heads of our department. And I go in and they're telling me great things about my production lab. And production lab is basically this binder you have to do for your annual play. It was a lot of work, a lot, lot, lot of work. Acting is a lot of work. Oh, woe is me. Acting is rough. It is. It is. When you're in theater school, it's really rough. I'm not going to lie. But it could be a lot more rough, rough. I'm so glad, Annie, my dog's not going rough right now because usually she will be barking. Needless to say, see, I'm deflecting. I'm trying to take away from this tough moment. One of the people who's in there, one of our department heads, says to me, Brooke, I've seen you in African dance class. And I'm thinking she's going to say, and you're awesome. You are moving from point A to point B like nobody's business. But instead, she says, you're a big girl, and you're not using it. You need to use it. You need to own it. And I felt like I was back to being that girl on the diving board in South Louisiana where Andre and Hunter are making fun of me for having a boyfriend. I felt like I was that girl where Miss Gwyn is holding up my fallen arches as I try to do a grand plié. I felt really defeated because I thought, I was just doing a great job and having fun. And I was. And why did I let this person of authority make me feel otherwise? And she continues on, you're a big girl. You need to use it. You need to own it. You need to make it work to your advantage. And not only is she calling me out for my size, which, newsflash, people who are overweight are very well aware of their size, okay? And we are allowed to just be free and do our thing. And why does somebody need to point out our size like we're not aware of it? And why does it matter what size we are? Because our souls are where we really exist. I didn't say any of that to her. I just kind of nodded. And who's she telling me how to behave, how to use it, how to own it? It's like you're calling me out for being big, for being having something other, for being different, but then you're telling me to use it and to own it. Like you're double chastising me. I didn't want to use it. I didn't want to own it. I wanted to be a skinny, tiny dancer, and I wasn't. I was a fatty dancer, and African dance was the first time where I felt like I was embraced for being the size that I was. And how dare you, lady? I don't want to say her name. I don't want to call her out. But how dare you make me feel otherwise? And how dare I myself? How dare you, Brooke, for letting this person make you feel other? But at the very end, we have our recital. And I'm wearing a black leotard. But on top of it, it's all these wonderful drapings and um, kind of vibrant colors, right? And I'm just doing my thing. We're in the Tillis Center, which is a huge performing arts center on Long Island. I went to college there. Uh, So we're doing our performance. And John, Jimbo, Jimbe, sorry, that's what the drum's called. Jimbe John is drumming away. And I'm just feeling it. 
and we start going off into the audience doing our dance. And I hear two of my best friends, Tom and Josh, screaming, go Hoover, go Hoover, go Brooke. And they're screaming at me all excited, kind of like in that movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer, when Sarah Michelle Gellar's character is doing the, um, I think like the Sea Queen pageant. And that's right before the Matthew Lillard gets killed, I think. But I digress. I remember feeling free and proud and happy because those two friends of mine were yelling and screaming and making me feel good, but because I was also allowing myself to feel good despite all that past, despite all that baggage, despite all that weight. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. It is my hope to inspire, uplift, and entertain you with this Who's Dat Fat Girl podcast. So if you're hungry for more, you can book me to speak or perform my solo show that inspired this podcast, Fat Girl Costumes, written by yours truly and directed by Brian Lady at your virtual or in-person event. Please visit brookhoover.com slash fluffybuttproductions or email me at contactbrookhoover at gmail.com for more info. And let's follow each other on Instagram. I'm at brookhoover. And the O's in my name are not the letter O. They're zeros. Not because I want to be a size zero, but because I guess I'm just so clever with my late 90s Yahoo self. And if you like this podcast, which I really hope you do, please give me a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts. And most importantly, share this with your friends, family, and other people you may know who are as fat as we are. That's fat with a PH.